This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. I would love to hear some testimony tonight. You want to open us up in prayer? Yeah. Dear Father God, we love you and praise you. We we acknowledge your mighty name. And we thank you that you are who you are. We thank you for that. We thank you that you love us. And we ask you to come and be with us today and in the future. We ask that we could have our inheritance today that's promised daily, our daily bread and that we be topped up with all things pertaining to life, and that we be given wisdom, knowledge and power and patience and love and joy and the truth, and that we be empowered with fire, power to overcome in these days. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, we're live with Peter Whiffen, and we're honored to be here with him tonight today wherever you're at and brother you're so right we want to be overcomers well with that I'm going to turn the mic over to you that's alright it's always a pleasure to hear your voice uh, Shannon and um, and uh, to everyone out there listening um, we just give thanks I give thanks for you and I, w- I want to say that um, that uh, every single person I believe is so valuable why do I know that because the blood of Jesus Christ has purchased you and me. And how amazing is that? When we find out on that day, when we are in heaven with the Lord Jesus, when we find out that day what was paid for us, I believe we'll fall over. We won't appreciate it until that day completely but to appreciate it now while we're in this earth you know I was reading uh, I was reading somewhere in the scripture where it's the will of God it's the will of God that we be thankful in all things are, are we thankful can, can we look at our hearts and be thankful really thankful in all things? talking to a brother today you know he um, barely had the money to get a new place to live in and he's sleeping on the floor but but he's in a country where there's um, social social security is there's money given a rent assistance and all these things and 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 he's a brother and he's saying he's thankful no matter what 
And he's thankful that he's not in one of those countries where if you've got no help, you die, you know. So can we be thankful? Like how much is the air we're breathing right now worth? Without without one breath of fresh air, <laughs> man, it's all over for us, you know. So we... we we come up close to the Lord God Almighty by being thankful. Psalm 100 verse 4. We know the Psalms. We know the Scriptures. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. Be thankful unto him. Bless his name. These are um, elementary, fundamental Christian doctrine. But, you know, I, I speak to people who come and visit me this, this place here is just like a help centre. People are coming to me here all the time. People are coming to me all the time and um, I can't uh, help them enough. We're trying to help them. We're trying to um, be of assistance any way possible. There, there is a scripture that says how you'll get the... Anointing for those that want to get the power of God. Um, let me see if I can find it. it. It says to butter your steps. What's that mean? And if we have a look at Romans 1, it says that the natural shows the supernatural. The natural shows the deep secrets of God as shown in the creation, as it says in Romans 1. But Job 29 verse 6 says, When my steps were bathed in cream and the rock poured out to me rivers of oil. Isn't that related to Psalm 23? He anoints me with oil. My cup runs over. I had a chap in here the other day losing his faith. Very, very upset. He'd fallen into some gross sins. And I'm trying to explain to him that, above all else, that we must believe that the Creator who made us loves us. We must believe that. Because the Bible is very clear on that. God so loved the world. But he wouldn't believe it. He thought that what he'd done, he thought that what he'd done was um, not forgivable. So here we have a case where how do you reach someone like that? It's through these great and many promises. He's he is um, quoting to me scriptures out of context, out of the Old Testament. Got himself completely confused. The, the devil works by confusion, I believe. We've got this confusion. Uh, this, the scripture says, when the seed is sown on the path, without understanding, that's when God's promise is given. Without understanding, the devil comes to steal it. He steals it. And we've said this before, and I've said it before, that when you're preaching and sharing the gospel to people, please make sure that you give them understanding. Not just saying opinions. You know, everybody's got opinions. But, but what are the opinions based on? Let's let's try giving God's opinion. Let's try giving what the scripture says. So we come back to the scripture. Babylon means confusion by a mixture. Yes, a little truth, a little bit of a lie, a little bit of a truth, a little bit of a lie. And we end up doing things like worshipping Mary. Or worse, we end up doing things... The Bible says we can kill 
and think we're doing God a favour. It's quite possible to get to that level. Now, that's no good. So the belt of our armour, to have our armour on, as we know, is the belt of truth. But it's, people say it, people pray it on. But no, to put that belt on, you've got to live it on, I believe. We have to live the truth. There's a question. Do I really know the truth? God said, Jesus said, they're not appointed to know, so I talk in parables. What? They're not appointed to know the truth? That's scary. Like I thought, could I be one of those? Could it be possible that that the Creator hasn't appointed me to know the truth? There's some reason in His Godship, in His wisdom, that people are not appointed to know the truth. Hmm. So here's the prayer. Dear God, our Father in Heaven, please appoint me to know the truth. That's how you're going to put the belt of truth on, man. Then we study to show ourselves approved. So we can't be deceived. We can't be confused by mixture. When we know the scriptures. Like young people come here and they, and they tell me all sorts of things. And I can go, no, the scriptures it doesn't say that, man. It doesn't say that. Oh, but I heard it preached. If we go back up to Genesis, we'll see that Eve, what did she do? The serpent said, what did God say? He tested her for the belt of truth, for the truth. Don't eat from the tree or even touch it. So she adds a logical conclusion. Don't even touch it or you'll die. God never said that. That's an assumption. And that assumption killed her, Adam, and everyone on earth. <laughs> One little assumption that was a lie, that was wrong. She didn't check with Adam. What did God say? Because God said it to Adam. She got confused. The snake utilize this to prove God a liar scripture says she picked the fruit that means she touched it huh? and she didn't die now she's tested God yeah she tested him on her assumption <laughs> yeah God didn't fail she did and this is where we got to be careful are we assuming things? Hmm. Some people are assuming things in different movements. The Sabbath. Different movements. Mary. The saints. Purgatory. Purgatory is not in the Bible. It's an assumption. It makes you feel good that if you die a sinner, you're not lost. An absolute deadly assumption. Ask the members of the mafia who were Catholics who died. Apostle Paul says, there's a mistake from the religious. What's the mistake that the religious make? He says, I wish all Israel was saved. That's alluding to they're not. I wish all Israel was saved. They have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. So there we have the seed on the hard path. The promise of God, but not according to knowledge. The scripture says they go for their own righteousness. That's what the mistake is. Instead of submitting to the righteousness of that is of a God. What is the righteousness that is of God? Would it be his promises? 
Could it be his promises are righteous? And Abraham believed God, and it was put on his account as righteousness. Ah, could that be how you put the breastplate of righteousness on? It's not yours. It's a piece of armour that God has given us. You know, I was talking to a person this morning who went out of one bad relationship that had caused a curse and then goes headlong into another one, a wrong one. I'm saying, you haven't got the breastplate of righteousness on. God said, if you love me, you'll do what I say. Why? Because that keeps us at peace. That keeps us safe. It allows the armour to come upon us. You can't just be unrighteous and pray the armour on. It won't come on. You, you can't use the sword, which is the promises, without believing them, without asking for them. That's how you yield them. God, I call upon you. I call this promise into account. Please help. And a, a guy here dealing with the government this, this morning. He was there. He handed in paperwork. He went back to there. They said, we haven't got the paperwork. He said, there is the lady there that I gave the paperwork to. And they would not let him talk to her. So he's stuck. He, he needs assistance for a single dad. He's stuffed, stuck. So we sit here. We just pray a simple prayer, calling our wonderful creator into the problem. Dear Father God, look at this problem. We ask you to come and help. We invite you to come and help. And we give a command to the devil. We bind every spirit involved in this situation to stop. Well, the phone rang while we were still sitting there. <laughs> Five minutes later. They're processing his request right now. Aha, they found the paperwork. If we appreciate how the devil works, we can find out that it's more to do than just in us. A lot of people are looking inwards. Yes, we should. We should judge ourselves. We won't be judged. But if we have a look at the death of John the Baptist, we'll see that there was an evil spirit, I believe, at work in all the players. It says that Herod, King Herod, liked John. And, and I believe he would have never arranged John's death. But he bound himself with an oath. I'll give you to the girl doing the dancing up to half a kingdom. Cool. Half a kingdom? You know, who would like half of Texas? So, look what happened. The other visitors were all there witnessing and the pride of Herod caught him because he'd made a promise he had to keep. The wife was there, the, the, the lady with ambitious sin was there, wanting to be the wife of the king. She's already married. She's got a vendetta against John because he spoke the truth. We learn from this, if we speak the truth, we will be persecuted. Doesn't mean we, we go looking for persecution, you know. Yeah. So we... I can't talk, man. Sorry. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Sorry about that. I'm like a little bank here for the. That's quite um, all right. I'm like a little. <laughs> I'm like a little bank here, Shannon. I got the the people bouncing along the bottom. Come and borrow money from me, and then come and pay it back. <laughs> So anyway, I better lock the door. <laughs>
so we got um, King Herod makes a, ba- a binding oath, and this this oath binding is how the devil works. Jesus said, "Let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Anything else is from the evil one." So the evil one is is at work there, getting Herod to make a binding oath. How many binding oaths have we done? God says, if you make an oath, you will perform it. But fortunately, there's a escape valve in um, Numbers chapter 30. The whole chapter is about oaths and how the husband can disallow the oath of the wife and the daughter. And this is the doctrine of the husband is the head. And And it carries over to God is the head, Jesus is the head, we are just the body. And it says on the day he hears it, he can disallow the oaths. So if we've made marriage vows, oaths, all sorts of oaths of allegiance. For instance, if you go to court and you say, I agree to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Well, what happens when you leave the courtroom? Hmm? Yeah. And your wife says to you, how do I look, honey? And you say, lovely. Or, or you, <laughs> you know, you, you start not telling the truth. You've broken the oath. And, and there's a consequence for that. You will. So we can say, God, please release me from the oaths I've made. It's a good prayer. Dear Father God, I hand to you all the oaths I've ever made, and I ask you to release me from them. Because the king of kings can release the oath of a king. Yeah, man. So um, this is very important. So anyway, we see how King Herod is um, bound by his oath. So now we've got a promise. We've got the girl volunteering to do the dancing. We've got the mother hating John the Baptist and the people witnessing. This is an orchestration of evil going to happen here, as we know. She does the dance and Herod says, now what do you want? Now, Herod didn't say one thing. He said, up to half a kingdom. What did she get out of it? Nothing. And there's the ripoff. The devil will work so that you get nothing out of what's promised to you. She asked her mother, her mother said the head of John the Baptist. She could have said, and a chariot, and a, and a unit, and a, and a, and a um, new set of clothes, and a holiday, whatever. But she got nothing out of it. But John the, John the Baptist's head was on a platter and he died because of the orchestration of events in the minds and actions of others. Now, this is an example that we can learn. This can happen in our life. This can be a boss, a family member, a spouse, anyone we interact with, customers, business associates. And and the devil can work to to orchestrate a situation, just like the guy this morning with um, his application being lost. So the postman can lose a letter. The check's in the mail and the postman's gone, you know. So these things, um, these things can happen. So um, what stops these things is the prayer to bring the kingdom of heaven into the situation. Thy kingdom come, your will be done, God. And, and here is God's will. What is the best for everyone? Yeah. Everything not done in love is like a sounding gong. Everything that's not done basically in good faith, in um, righteousness, brings the breastplate of righteousness into the situation. The shield of faith. Now, faith alone is interesting because what is faith on its own? Faith faith in what? Faith? Muslims have faith, Hindus have faith, all the cults have faith. No, faith must be in the promises of God. 
to have effect. Through these great and many promises, we participate in the divine nature. So do you want the divine nature? It comes through believing the promises. It's what the scripture teaches. Isn't that amazing? So what are the promises? The promise is Jesus Christ himself. The word of God is the promise of God. You can say in the beginning was the word or you can say in the beginning was the promise. The promise became flesh and dwelt among us. Yes. And inside Jesus Christ, we have access to the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of the of Israel comes through Jesus Christ because he's the only one who fulfilled the law and collected the blessings. We find that in the 12 baskets which we talked about that never end. So when we pray your kingdom come, we're asking for the promise to come through the Lord Jesus, not outside Jesus. Nothing happens with the promises of God for a blessing outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. He, being God in the flesh, made those promises available to us. I believe that. You can't get the promises yeah, outside of Jesus Christ. Scripture says, for example, at the wedding feast, Look, there's someone got in here another way. They don't have the garment on. Yeah, man, man's trying to get in. Some men are trying to get in another way. But they're going to find themselves thrown out, even if they make it in. Yes, men, as we know, do not want to acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> that's the name that's offensive. That's the name they were told. You can do anything you like, but don't preach in that name, what Jenna was talking about. Became against the law, where people made up assumed laws, said don't preach in that name. That's the name we are. You know, when you're born again, your family name is Jesus Christ. You're in the family of the Lord Jesus Christ. My children carry my family name. But we are the children of the Lord Jesus Christ once we're born again and we carry his name. We are the name of the Lord Jesus. We don't just use the name. We are the name. covenant, the new covenant is we can be born again and the blood, the, the bloodline of the Lord Jesus Christ is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. Hmm. Abel's name means the breath. But the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus means God is the saviour, there's salvation. That's the better thing that the blood of Jesus is speaking. It's speaking salvation, where Abel's name means the breath means life. Under him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, wine in the blood. That's how we overcome with the blood. It's overcome, I believe, because the blood is owed replacement. It's owed to be replaced. The blessing of Israel, the promise of Abraham was Jesus Christ. Scripture says through one man sin entered the world and through one then many will be justified. Have we washed our robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb? How do you get white robes from red blood the, again if we look into the natural we'll see that the blood has white corpuscles in it 
and those white corpuscles eat the evil, the afflictions in the blood. They swallow it like the Red Sea swallowed Pharaoh. Yes. Here's a job. Develop faith in his blood, in his bloodline. Romans 3.25 Through faith, faith in his blood. Yes, the blood purchases us. Christ has redeemed us with his blood. That's a it's got a value. It can buy everything because of the payback to the blood, I believe. So this payback allows us to receive our inheritance. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Galatians 3.13, because of the cross. Why would the Creator bother to purchase us? Could it be because of his loving kindness, his righteousness, his everlasting grace and mercy? No one can boast. Yeah, I'm a good person. The Bible says everyone says that. Even Hitler said that. No. It's because he made us, I believe, and he paid for us. Did you know the milk in the word or the milk in the Bible, which is the scripture, correct correct uh, description, the Bible is the scripture, the milk, it represents love, the love of the living God in the scripture usually. Are we using that love? Apostle Paul said, I found a better way. Yes, he knew the whole Bible at that time. He knew it. He wrote most of the New Testament and he knew the Old Testament. And he said, I found a better way. Because the scripture says that God Almighty is love. And if you have a look at Romans 1, it says that the natural will show you the invisible attributes of God. What happens when a mum breastfeeds a baby? Is that love in action? Baby's crying its head off and then stops crying when it's being fed. Receiving mother's milk, which has got all sorts of antibiotics in it and nutrients to heal help to grow, all of those things. No baby can survive without milk. Some people say, well, that's for baby Christians. I'm not a baby, aren't you? We're going to live forever. We've been born into a family. Second Peter verse 2 says, look at the example, like newborn infants. doesn't say you are. It says, look how they try and get a drink of milk from mum. They know they need that milk and they fight to get a drink of milk. Long for the pure spiritual milk. What is spiritual milk? It's more than just teaching, I believe. Because spiritual, right, is a life. God is spirit. God is life. Spirit is life. Long for the pure life. In the love, the milk. Long for the pure life that's in the love of God. Yes, that by it you may grow up into salvation. Who's longing for the pure love of the living God to come in their life? That's a good prayer. 
I believe it's a good prayer. Dear Father God, let your love come into my life. Jesus' name. That's a good prayer. That's what we should be longing for. Eternal life is knowing, according to the scripture, the living God, knowing God. If God is love, then we will know him by the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. Well, people think once they're born again, they have received salvation. No, there is a growing into salvation. It's not complete. It's a beginning. Entering the kingdom is one thing. Being born again is one thing. And then growing into salvation, which means, I believe, growing into the rescue and complete restoration that God Almighty intended that we were to be when he made Adam and Eve. The spiritual milk, I believe, is a real power needed, vital, to receive this salvation, this rescue, this healing, this development, where we grow up rooted and grounded in love. We grow up to be manifesting the love of the living God on earth here. 1 Corinthians 3.2, Paul alludes to, he was shocked. I fed you with milk. Well, how did he do that? Just teaching? No. The kingdom of heaven is not just teaching. It's power. I fed you with milk is I fed you with the love of God. Not solid food, for you were not ready for it, and even now you are not ready. He's surprised. He knows the power of the milk. Hmm. And it's for those in the mercy of the living God to grow from. Goes on to say later that solid food is for those that do. What? It's not teaching. It's for those that do. Uh, eating solid food. Those that use the milk. Mm. The good news is in Hebrews 5.13 it says everyone who lives on milk doesn't need any skill. We have an opportunity to use the milk of the living God, the spirit of love, which is not requiring a skill. Nourish skill is required to live on milk. God's love makes it easy. A little baby doesn't need any skill to be fed from mum. It's in him. This creation was made, the whole of creation is made to teach us things. If you want to check truths, look for it in the creation. Run it by the word, the, the, the promises of God, the Bible, and also through the creation. That's why Paul, when he's talking about head coverings, he appeals to the natural order of things. He was used to doing that. He appealed to the natural way men and women wear their hair. He appealed to how it happens naturally. You know, the most important land in the Bible, a land that was promised, that's the land of the word, is a land called the land that flows with milk and honey. What does that mean? What is milk and honey flowing from a land? I thought milk came from cows and honey come from beehives. doesn't flow. Promised land is a land flowing with the love of the living God. Doesn't that make sense? A land where our Creator's love flows towards us. Why? It's the promises. 
the land where the love of God flows because it's a promised land. It's the promises where the love of God will flow. Not because you've earned it. Not because you've done really anything. It's what he's done. If we want to be religious, we can count what we've done. (laughs) Go for it. I'd rather have, when you think about it, the one who created the universe giving me his love. I believe that makes more sense. I'd rather have the one that made the universe helping me because I'm receiving his promises. See, love, love, as I understand, can't be forced. Can you make someone love you? Can you pay them? They're not going to love you from their all of their heart that way. But if you ask them to love you and they, with all their heart, love you back, that's real love in action. And that's what we're talking about here with our faith. We're talking about the love of the living God who made us. You know, um, like your mum and dad make your fleshly body. But there is such things as stillborns. Without the soul, the spirit being put into that baby, it doesn't live. The creator births your soul and puts it in the body your mum and dad made. Just like the example of Adam where the spirit was breathed into him. He didn't work. He couldn't operate without that spirit in him. And it's your father in heaven that's the father of spirits. He's the father of your soul. Who takes care, as we're taught in in the scripture. He takes responsibility and care for you and me and everyone because of righteousness. You know, some say righteousness is right standing with God. Yeah, it is. But it's more. Let's not cut it short. Righteousness, I believe, is the right thing. It's what's right. We find Joseph going to put Mary away quietly while she's pregnant. You know, she gave this story. Oh, it was God. Huh? It said he was a righteous man for doing that. He was going against the law of the land (laughs) to have her stoned. But he was righteous. What? Because he loved her. Love was going to put her away quietly and not get her stoned. Love surpassed the law. And, And God made a risk making Mary pregnant while she was betrothed to Joseph that Mary could be stoned. So when we look at that, we see Jesus born out of love above the law. Wow. Jesus born out of love above the law. So we're not into religion. Religion as we know. As we know. You want to be religious, you get a hard heart. How do I know? Let's have a look at the prodigal son. No. Yes, we can look at the prodigal son. The prodigal son comes home. His brother hates him. Where's the love there? You know, the brother didn't have to go through the trial of the pig food. The father showed the true love by running out and putting the garment on him and killing the fattened calf. And the whole story was about the love of the father. When we go to the father who loves us, he runs to us and puts a garment on us. Wow. Let's have a look at the good Samaritan. The priest and the Levite walk straight past the injured man on the other side of the road. Too busy to get to their religious service. They paid their 
offerings, tithes, whatever. They justify themselves in their own righteousness. That'll get you a hard heart, man. You know, I, I had to speak to a guy the other day and in Genesis chapter 49. Israel's talking about his tribes, his sons in the last days. You can read the chapter there. You'll learn all about all the tribes. And he says, particularly about Dan, Dan means judge. It says, Dan or judge will be a serpent by the way, and he will bite the rider's hoof so he falls off backwards. That's high horse riding. Ouch. I believe it's one of the biggest reasons for backsliding in Christianity. You go stand in judgment of everyone. You hopped on your high horse and it hurts to fall off. You're better off to hop off than fall off. The land is flowing with milk and honey. It's the land. Canaan means low land. You know that the word, we talked about it, the word blessing means bending the knee. Blessed means bending the knee, one who bends the knee, not one who rides a high horse. Blessed, blessed are the knee benders. We're told to humble ourselves. Yeah, some people pray, God, humble me. That's a wrong prayer, man. God said, humble yourself. Humble, humbling oneself to God is like a love choice. You can't humble someone. You can force them to bend, but they'll just spring back up again. One has to choose and humble themselves. What does humble mean? Bending the knee, be teachable. Listen. Follow. Yeah. This guy yesterday, I had to say to him, listen, man, listen to what the Bible's saying. He said, this is not helping me. I said, no, it's not. You're the problem. He was yawning spirits out. I didn't even pray deliverance for him. He's yawning spirits out while he's sitting there. You know, I'm hoping for the mercy of God for him, man. <laughs> Poor guy. He's not receiving the promises. Not receiving the promises. In Judges 4 verse 19, we have Sierra. Sierra said to her, please give me a little water to drink for I'm thirsty. Now, this is a seasoned battle general. So what does she do? <laughs> Disobeys. She opens the skin of milk and gave him a drink and covered him. Very interesting. She changed his request from water to milk and his name, guess what it means? See, Sierra means battle array. The Bible calls attention to her, saying she's the most blessed woman in the tent, meaning the most blessed woman alive. It's alluding to the love of God will put to sleep what's warring against you. Milk is the Lord's love. I truly believe it. Oh, yeah. Why do I believe it? Have I assumed it? No. Song of Solomon 5.1 I came to my garden, my sister, my bride. I gathered my myrrh with my spice. I ate my honeycomb with my honey. I drank my wine with my milk. Eat, friends, drink, and be drunk with love. There we go. The relationship of the milk to love. What is this? The blood of Jesus mixed with love. I drank the blood of Jesus mixed with love. This is how we receive our communion with a heart of love. 
not wanting anything. Love doesn't want something. Love says, I love you anyway. Isaiah 55 verse 1. Come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Waters? And he has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk. Milk? Without money and without price. It's free. This is the beauty. The blood, the wine of Jesus Christ is free and the milk is free out of the love of the living God man. Judges 4.9, she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory, for the Lord will sell Sierra, which is battle array, into the hand of the woman. How has God sold battle array? Who is the woman? Would the woman be the church? Israel and the church. How can the Lord righteously sell Sierra Through the blood. The blood gives the purchasing power, the right to sell. The enemy is given into the hands of the church. The woman, we have the milk to use as a powerful force. Milk is not just a teaching. It is God's way of putting the spirits arrayed against us to sleep. With a spiritual force, God's love shuts their mouth so that we can regroup ourselves and apply the cross for full deliverance. Yes, we're fine with the story of C. Sierra that she executed him with a tent peg. Through the temple, which is the brains, into the ground, which is the curse, pinned to the curse, like the cross of Jesus Christ was pinned into the ground. He's a tent, and the cross was type and shadow, a tent peg. First of all, we put the enemy to sleep, and secondly, we put the judgment of the cross. That's why you've been handed a cross. It's a judgment stick, I believe. To execute judgment, this honour have all the saints. Judgment is given to the church, as we talked last time. We have to execute it, though, by prayer. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age. So you can't have strong meat unless you've come to full age. Full age. That's a growing in the faith. It's not just wham-bam. We have to grow. Even those who by reason of use, using, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Hebrews 5.14 Meat is for those who do the work. In Judges 5.25, back up to C. Sierra, he asked for water at C. Sierra. She gave him milk and she brought forth butter in a lordly dish. What's butter? Butter is made from stirring up milk. You churn it. Stirred up love. That's why Jesus, he didn't pull any punches when he said, love God with everything you got. Stir it up. It's your job to make butter. Are you making butter? Stir up. Stir it up, man. Stir it up love. So here we learn to store, stir up royal love. This royalty is the love of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this is the story of the love of the living God, man. Without this love, you, we can't get restored. I, I believe that. In another scripture in Isaiah somewhere, it says, Jesus ate butter and honey, so he would know the good and refuse the evil. It's the passage where it says the virgin shall give birth, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. 
even Jesus recognised this, was prophesied that he would be doing this. So anyway, next, uh, we're just about out of time and next time we, we talk, we'll talk about the honey, if that's of interest to everyone. So I think we're out of time. Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord. I'm looking forward to having you come back and talk about the honey. And this is a powerful teaching today. What shall we title it for the archive? The Power of Love. Awesome. Let me write this down. The Power of Love. Folks, it's been an honor to bring to you this week and next week too. Next week, you available? Yeah. Every I'm always week. here, man. Peter always Whiffin, here. folks. Ready to Every go. week, we're going to get him on. Is he available? Yeah. Brother Peter? Yeah. Give out your contact info. How can people reach you? Um, it's uh, uh, Peter Whiffen, my name, W-H-I-F-F-I-N, at um, hotmail.com or at Facebook, my name, uh, hiskingdomstable.com. Now, some of the messages I've been reading from a booklet I, I put together called Deliverances at the Table, it's free at hiskingdomstable.com. Dot com as a download and um, that booklet's gone out all over the world amazing one one ministry has it on his website and he said it's uh was the second largest download on his website <laughs> yeah so it's got it's well that's great can people download that and put yeah, it on their it's iPad right on the front right on the front page man it's in uh, PDF yeah Give that website out again one more time. Uh, his Kingdom's Table, His Kingdom's Table dot com, and it was made around that booklet because he sets up a table in the presence of our enemies. Wow! Cool. <laughs> not Folks, a sword, not a gun, not a cannon. It's a table. <laughs> his Kingdom's Table dot com, and yeah. is there an email link if people want to email you direct? Yeah, my name, Peter Whiffen at hotmail.com. W H I double F for Fred I N at hotmail.com. Fantastic. Peter, we love you, brother. Keep up the good work yeah, over there. Love you all too. We'll see you soon, love my you friend. All. Yeah. Praise the Lord for everyone. See ya. Thank you, Peter. Friend, men are not afraid to say they love each other. I love you out there in the body of Christ. We love each other with Christ inside us. Amen. Praise the Lord. We love you, folks. I love you. Every one of you. You didn't have to be here tonight. You're here. Even if you said, what the heck am I doing here? You may not know. God brought you here. we got a home for you here. Every night, Monday through Friday, you can join us right here on YouTube. Everybody is welcome. And I'll tell you what, during this program, I just opened my mail. And what a powerful email I just received from Brother George, who's wrote a book on his testimony, and I've just replied back to George. We'd love to have George on the program to share it. I'm looking forward to reading his book. I asked him to send me an electronic copy. Folks, get a copy of the book, uh, the teaching on Judgment at the Lord's Table from Peter Whiffen, hiskingdomstable.com. Pick it up. And uh, you can put it on your iPad. I'm going to do that now I think about it. Put it on my iPad. I want to thank all of you for tuning in today. Brother Rick Bell is going to be with us tonight. Had technical problems after uh, updating through Windows. Isn't that like Windows forcing everybody to do this update? It'll jack your system up. Do you want Windows vaccination too? Heck no. Heck with them. But we will get Rick back on. He was able to get things working again. I'm glad to hear that. And um, we will be back tomorrow. All new broadcasts. Let me see what we've got going on. We're going to be on at 6 o'clock tomorrow and Thursday night, actually. We're going to have Donald Lee tomorrow, Gary Stafford, John Gogan, Joseph Ferrara, Alan Binger, Zoe Mortal, Verley Hobson. We'll be back tomorrow. Also, Elvis Newhart and David Measures. Four, five, six, seven. Wow, folks, we got another nine show. This is twice in a week. Nine show marathon. Those days are brutal. But I'm here to tell you, I'm enjoying being here and doing these broadcasts.
because what an archive we've got for you to sink your teeth into. They're free. We've got all the shows uploaded to yesterday. Now what I do is I upload them to SoundCloud from there, also to Blog Talk Radio. Those populate a total of about 23 platforms, including YouTube, where we'll also upload an individual copy of the show. If you've got a PC or Mac, go over there from a computer, because you're going to need to see it on full screen. Go to MegamanRadio.com, scroll down to the bottom, you're going to see the links where the shows are being carried. A couple of them have apps built in. You can download the shows like, uh, I think, Google Podcast app, iTunes, etc. Help yourself. We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. We're here Monday through Friday. I want to thank all of you who tune in. If you want to find out more about what we're doing, go to OmegaManRadio.com. We're still doing Operation Bali Blessing. We're queuing some resources now. We hope to go back inside two weeks, and this time I want to feed 250 people. We're getting close to that point, and we'll be going back to Singaraja to do that. So just to give you a heads up on that. Go to OmegaManRadio.com. Find out more about what we're doing. Get links to these free downloads. Help yourself. Please share these shows with a friend. And uh, love and appreciate you all. God bless you. We'll see you next time.